listening to the sermons of the late Pastor Frank Hampton Jr., who pastored the Church of God in Jackson, Michigan from 1963 to 2018. If you would like to learn more about Pastor Hampton or the Church of God, please visit our website at www.churchofgodjackson.com. Again, that's www.churchofgodjackson.com. We hope you enjoy the message. God bless. Unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Latter clause, verse 29. And ye shall find rest unto your souls. I have a thought this morning. Relax. We're living in a tense, a very tense society. Nerve pills are the order of the day. People have worn themselves to frazzles. Age makes no difference. I worked at an institution where a whole group of little hyper children, they just had to give them peels and they were drooping around like mummies. Their nerves already shot in their preteens. Amen. The Bible says that the method and means and the weapons that the enemy would use 
in his attempt to destroy the church in this last day would be to take away the rest of the saints. Take away their relaxation. And soon they would just wear themselves out. The greatest evil of our day is the inability to relax. Amen. People are living on edge. They are jumpy and jittery. Many times when people are involved in an accident and the rescue squad comes, they apply themselves in their effort to keep them out of shock, to relax. Relax, because if you go in shock, we might lose you. <laughs> Dear one, you don't know how I'm laboring today trying to keep the saints out of spiritual shock. Things are happening and they are involved in serious situations and the enemy is just trying to take them out of it. Take them into a situation where we might not be able to revive them. But Jesus is saying here to this group of people that you had a hard struggle in the world. You've worn yourself nigh to a frazzle. So now, why don't you come to me? I want to give you rest. I'm sure that those of you who have been on the outside and are now on the inside will agree that there is no rest outside of Christ. I'm wondering what it will take for the world to come to grips with that fact. Everybody is trying to find an ideal situation where they can find just a little relaxation. They're going in debt for luxurious homes and building rec rooms and bar rooms and they're buying them a yacht and a, a land cruiser and a camper to go out on Sunday mornings and all, doing everything, trying to find a little relaxation. They're trying all kind of uh, uh, nerve uh, appealing and relaxes and all this kind of thing. Trying to find some relaxation, but there is none. We have many a suicidal grief field this morning because people could find nowhere to relax. They tried everything that they knew to relax. You know, the devil makes our young people to begin with restless. The reason that they get become so involved is because they're trying to find some relaxation. They're tense and, they, and, and the world suggests that this will relax you. Amen. Uh, uh, this is where 
Where's that disease? Come on. So, when they don't find it, then the devil says, you got to go a step further. The reason why you didn't find what you were looking for, you didn't go far enough into it. That wasn't strong enough. She wasn't swift enough. Come on. So, people are looking haggard now in their 30s and 40s. Almost worn out altogether. You know what wore them out? They're looking for relaxation. Come on. But Jesus is saying here that now, now that you've tried it, now that you've come to yourself, you have tried the road of sin and found its prospects all deceived. I prove the Lord and joys abound. How more than I can believe. I just can't believe it. All of this down here, I can't believe. My God. And there is more to come. Hallelujah. I'm so relaxed. The threatened economy. Job shortage. Population explosion. President not doing right. Threats of war hanging over our head, but I'm so relaxed. I'm just relaxed. I need to go. Huh? The devil trying to tear the church up. But I thank God for that verse of song. Amen. Quote it for me. When Satan did his worst to do the Lord, I didn't see him, but he was right there. When the devil tried to draw me back, I go into God. God kept me on the upward track. When people thought going down, 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 God had me coming up, 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 up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God got a Holy Ghost that can keep you on the upper track. Listen, don't you let nobody act a fool and backslide and pull you down. Don't you let nobody turn coat on this gospel and pull you one step down. Do like this old Joseph. If you don't go, don't you hinder me. Because I signed up and made up my mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus and now you're worn out, you're tired, you may well admit it. You're red eyed. Maybe you're late for work every morning, but my I'm, I'm, the devil wearing you out. Now come on, get you some rest. Amen. Now let me show you how low down the devil is. Turn to the next chapter in the same book. And I want you to read verse 43. Someone read it for me. Verse 43. When the unclean... No, no. 12, 40. When the unclean spirit is gone out of him... You get this now. When God saves you, that old unclean spirit that you had, that old lustful, wicked, low-down spirit is cast out of you. It's gone out of you. Read Gold out of a man. He walketh through dry places seeking rest. 
Not, not, not you. Wait a minute. The Spirit does. See, that old Spirit that you had, when you get saved, He leaves you. Now you get it. Now He's going everywhere. That old Spirit is looking for rest. You get it now. When He was in you, He was resting and making you do the work. Isn't that sad? Now the old devil in you just just snoring and you run around all night long out in the street. He is stretched out turning over and you are wearing your body, you about to wear your mind, your body, and your soul out. Now when he cast out, he got to go through one point else and find rest. Let me expose him to you this morning. When you get saved, that old spirit that you had cannot rest in you any longer. So he got to go somewhere else now. He's doing what? Walk what? He's walking about through dry places, seeking rest, trying to find some more dried up soul he can rest in. Come on. And find none. Come on. I can't find. I, the devil said, I can't. The devil said, I can't find no rest out here in the, out here in the air. Come on. Uh, there's no rest for me out here, so what I'm going to do, I'm going back in that individual that I came out of. I'm going to catch him when he's not watching. I'm going to catch him when he's not prayed up. I'm going to catch him when his mind is not in the right place, and I'm going back in him. Read. And when he is come, when he is come, when he go back, he findeth it empty. Listen now. Swept. Swept. And gone. All right. When he come back, when he was cast out, it left you clean but empty. Will somebody pray with me? Now don't rejoice too much because you're clean. It's beautiful and wonderful to be clean, but that's not all. See, you're clean because the unclean spirit moved out. But you need another occupant now. You understand? You need a, amen, put an application in the paper for a strong man to occupy your premise. You understand? All right. Now when he leaves, it, he leaves it clean, swept, and garnished. So most people begins to rejoice. I'm clean, I'm clean. But wait a moment. I'll rejoice with you, but I'd rather wait until you get complete so we'll rejoice a long time. If you, after God cleanses you, don't feel that empty house with the power of God and the Holy Ghost which is a strong man, all of those old spirits that you had in the world are coming back and going to overwhelm you, move back in and start resting again and going to work you to death. Brother, there is no rest to the wicked. None whatsoever. 
Brother, there is nothing that can satisfy Money can't satisfy them. Homes can't. Wife can't. Children can't. Nothing. Nothing. Brother, in my lifetime, I've seen people with these spirits get off a hard job, take a bath, put on their clothing, gone, and the devil run them all night long, and they make it home in time to go to work the next morning. Night after night. Haggard, wrinkle-faced, blurry-eyed, wild-eyed. We're old men at a young age. Those spirits re-enter. Amen. And what the Bible say? Then goes he and taketh with himself seven other spirits. All right. More wicked than himself. Now, if you don't move the strong man in, he's going to move back in and he's going to take seven spirits worse than the one you had. He said, Brother Hampton, why in the world is it that when people go in the world and get those spirits, they can't make it back and see? Because they're seven times worse than they used to be. Remember how hard it was to get saved to begin with? Brother, we have had some people around here that we had to labor and rebuke spirits and pray and exorcise and I don't know what all that to get them straight. Do you hear me? We had people who, could, who were so locked up with spirits, they couldn't say a word. And the brother had to rebuke spirits before they could pray. Do you hear me? We have had people wanted to be right and couldn't even pray and ask God to forgive them. The spirits locked their jaws right here. And the brother had to lay hand and rebuke those spirits before they could even pray. Now you have seven spirits worse than that one? Brother, we've had to go through dinner time and all other kind of time, hang here nighttime, laboring with people. Move them in with us. All through the night. Try to get them delivered. Come on. Those spirits come to our house to get them. Come to the preacher's house. Anybody take them away from us if they can. And we have to war with them. Spirit can't listen. I don't exaggerate. Knowingly. Listen to this. We've had people here who have had spirit come back and talk to them like I'm talking to you. I'm not talking through the mind, like I'm talking to you. And they can testify to this morning. That's how desperate the devil was to get them back. Because Brother Hampton, look, they, they went in the world, that devil possessed, and we cast those spirits out, and Brother, that devil came back with such force that he talked to him. He's Brother Hampton, they're talking to me, they're talking to me. They're trying to get me back, Brother Hampton. And we have to labor, labor until they got total deliverance. Until they got free. And you're going to let seven spirits worse than that one come back in? It might seem like a game now, brother, but wait till you get ready to get delivered. Wait until you get in desperation and want deliverance. Oh, blessed God. Now, dear ones, you get this, saints of God. I'm giving you a solution this morning. Now I'm going to talk to some of you war saints. Listen, we have too far to go to live in a strain. Will you listen to me closely this morning? 
We sing a song sometimes. The battle may be long and hard to win. The one there is no way. You know, uh, there were two sports I never could excel in. I was never a distant runner because I was thought I would have full burst of speed. I couldn't hold myself back. And when I get about halfway, I, I'm ahead of the crowd, but I'm done. So after a while, before I get to the finish line, they start doing this. T- you follow me? See, I had too far to go. And I wore myself out. I never did excel in swimming. I mean, why? Because I had to use all my effort to stay on top. Some years ago, a lady swam the English Channel. And she was continually stroking. So how you do it? She said, I rest between strokes. I don't get, I don't get tired. The water might make my skin heavy, but I, I, I can, I'm resting. I, I learned how to rest between strokes. I'm relaxing. I never learned that. After about 102 feet, I'm done. You better get me. Because I never learned to relax. I never learned to relax. So I wore myself out just trying to keep my head up. Come on. That's just the way some saints are. You listen to me this morning. That's the way some saints are. They are wearing themselves out to get trying to keep safe. Oh, I'm over. Every two or three days, you got to throw a life raft out. Throw a stick or something out there to get him. And then they thought I'd paddle again. Brother, it's, it's a sad situation. Listen. But now let me tell you this morning. You've got to make the other side. You understand? And there is a way to make it. Now I'm going to try to give it to you this morning. If you want it, all right, I'm going to give it to you. Will you pray with me? Hebrews chapter 12. Come on. Come on. Come on. And if you listen to me, you'll make it. Come on with it. Verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, you have a race to run and you certainly will not make it with 100 pound weights on your back. Brother, there are too many people claiming to be saved who are going around almost daily with mess weighting them down that you don't even know about. There are things that they have weights in their conscience and they can't even testify. When the fire fall like it fell this morning, they can't even rise up. They're weighted down. Somewhere during the week they'll cross their convictions. They push beyond something that God has dealt with them with. There's a weight, brother. Listen, I want you to notice something. In this scripture, Paul mentions the weight and the sin. You all better pray this morning. Paul said, now, there are some things that the pastor might not write S-I-N per se, but it'll weight you down. Now, if you don't have enough Holy Ghost to consecrate the weights, then you're going to wear out. And I, I think you're going to wear out. If your consecration is not as such that you can get rid of the sins and the weights, you are going to wear out and you won't be able to finish the race. Now, there's no need of trying to prolong the agony. You may well decide, I'm going to get rid of the sin and the weights, or just go on and do what you can before you die. Because you won't be able to make it. Brother, you can tell good when the saint of God starts going under. You just watch it. They'll start being weighted down. 
After a while, that testimony goes. Then that faithfulness is questionable. And you're there sinking lower and lower. That initial joy is not there anymore. Come on! You know why? Weights. Oh, it's, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Weights are pulling them, just pulling them. I could run three or four steps with 100 pounds pretty fast. But by the time I get to the door, me and the 100 pounds both will be going under. That's just the way, that's just the way they want many people are. They don't sense it. Right now, they are carrying the weight. But every forward step makes it increasingly difficult. You don't understand? I'm telling you this morning. Now, if the devil had you so delighted with whatever weight you're carrying that you're going to hold on to it, then, you'll, then it'll be your death. It will invariably be your death. Now, when we consecrate to God, it should include everything that would be a weight to us. Not only those things that we might put in a little manuscript of our doctrine, our status, but those personal things that would be a weight to you, that would hold back your joy, that would affect your testimony, that would affect your status among the saints of God. You ought to be willing to sacrifice. I keep, I keep preaching that. I keep preaching that, brother. And you get this. Some people get relieved for a little while and then they put the weight right back on. Right back on. And they insist, I'm going to make the journey with the weights. Since they don't have enough uh, consecration to give up the weight or to cast aside the weight, then they, the devil deceives them to just go on and run hard and you can make the journey with the weight. But I'm telling you, you can't. Do you believe me? Read. Oh, we have a cloud of witnesses. Lay aside everything that would that would hinder your progress or your speed or your longevity or your endurance at all. Lay it aside. Don't keep fooling with it. Don't keep trying to drag it along. Lay it aside. It's in your best interest. Don't be deceived thinking you can run the journey with it because you made a couple of successful steps. Don't do that. Don't throw the weight off and make progress and then put it back on and be retarded again. It's going to disqualify you. It's going to disqualify you. Read. Let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. And the sin which does so easily beset us. All right. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. With patience the race that is set before us. Now let, 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 let me show you something. You, you pray with me and let me see if I can't teach for a moment or so here. All right. Now, unless you can relax, I make a positive statement. You won't be able to make it. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you specifically why. That's why it's so hard with a backslide around here. We leave the thing out too clear. We make the thing too clear for anybody who want to make it. Now, I'm going to show you specifically why. In Romans chapter 7. Read me verse 22. Now I'm going to show you why people cannot rest. Read. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, 
I want to be saved. I want to be church of God. I want to be right. We got a lot of people like that. They want to be right. I know they do. They're honest. They want to be right. But they are not willing to pay the price to remain right. Then you can't be right for long, if at all. Read. Here we are. Some of them got too many laws in our members. We want to do right, but there's something else there too. They want to be right, but there's also something else they're struggling with. There's something else they're dealing with. And that's too much. Read on. Read. Lord have mercy. They want some people that they will never be able to relax because there's a war going on inside them. The Holy Ghost is saying, consecrate, give it up, let it go. It's not going to benefit you. It's going to rob you spiritually. And then the flesh is going, you can enjoy and be saved too. Say, so you don't have to, you're not, you're not sinning. So go on and do it. And, and, and make heaven do. But there's a war going on that's keeping you tense. That's keeping you at the, uh, the extent of your endurance. That's keeping you grinding. You want to be spiritual. And you really want to be worthy to an extent. So there's a war going on. You want to, you want to, you, you want to enjoy the Lord and you want to enjoy a little bit of the world too. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, please listen to me this morning. You may well settle it now. You can't do it. I tried it. Now listen to someone who's traveled the road. Don't have to make shipwreck yourself to learn. You'll never be able to relax as long as there's a war going on inside you. You'll never be able to. Now I'm telling you. I've seen some who call this a season and know, know the way, brother. But until they came to a point where, listen, now I'm going to drop everything that seemed to be rivaling my affection because that's it. I'm through with it. And I guarantee you, if they will be honest and stand to their feet and tell you they never actually had any real, genuine rest or relaxation until they did it. Until they just swept the houses and everything that does not pertain to godliness has got to go. Everything I got to try to pray over or try to prime up my joy after I get through with it, it must go. I don't care what it is. I don't care how innocent it might look. It's got to go. As a result, some people are never able to relax and you can't rejoice. Unless the thing is such an overflow that anybody can get in it, but I mean on your own. There's never no real, true, personal, self-actuated rejoicing. Why? Because they can't relax. There's a war going on inside. They're trying to fight a battle down within themselves. They want to be all for God. They want to be accepted of God. They want to be a part of this great last day operation. But they just want to get at least in the tinges of the world. So as they can't relax. And you know what's happening to them? They are wearing themselves out. And the old enemy wait until they've worn themselves out and then come with a knockout blow. Brother, that's what's happening. Listen, I'm counseling people day after day after day. When I see them struggling, can I show you something? You listen to me here. See, they want, I do a lot of meditation and thinking. I got to see that there's some things that I have to figure out for your benefit. I say, Lord, why is it that people who struggle with things for a long time 
when the devil finally knocks them out you seldom are ever able to revive them when they've been struggling under something for a long time and the Lord let me know this is why because they have worn themselves out and now they have nothing to pull back upon They've been struggling with some issue for some people two or three or four or five years. They know they should have turned loose three years ago. But they've been going to try to go on and drag it on, drag it on. And now, when the devil finally hit them a knockout blow, they can't get up. They're just out cold. Some guy get knocked out and maybe after the nine count, they might get up, you know, the ten count, they get up and go about the business. But some guy just laying out like, and just out, you have to drag him out of the ring. He wore himself out. Warm himself out, and the devil delivered a knockout blow. And brother, I found this: it's almost useless to even try to revive a person who's been struggling with something for a year or two, knowing they should have turned it loose. It's almost useless to even bother. It almost takes me under trying to mess with that kind of person. I'm telling you, because you don't even have anything to to incite you, to evoke you to try. Why? You lost it all trying to hold on to that thing and be saved too. Now you're right. I'm telling you something this morning. I'm telling you something this morning. Now you think about it. You find people, see, most people don't go out in the world as soon as they're defeated. They stay around the church a long time trying to hold on to the church in the world too. But eventually they just get the devil come in knowing they have no defense and just deliver a knockout blow and there is no need to try to even talk to that person. Because he has nothing to respond with. He warned himself out. He has expended himself just trying to, to be a part of the number. Just trying to keep enough courage to be among the saints. And now all of our efforts will fall short of trying to revive. We can pass smelling salts under their nose. Children, let me tell you this. They had no need of fighting if you're not fighting for the victory. See, just fighting for survival is not the issue. See, some people just trying to fight to stay among us. But that's not the issue. You got to fight for victory. You got to fight over to get rid of that weight. You got to fight to overcome that thing. Not, not just to try to hang around because you're not doing anything. Some people just trying to fight to stay above with a weight on their shoulder. Just do not, but that's not the issue. Let's fight to get the thing off of us so we can go on and run the race. this morning. God, God showed this thing to us this morning. Oh, blessed God. What did he say in 722 and 3? But I see another law in my members. My God, I want to serve God. God knows I want to serve Him. I cry about it. Amen. But when I set out to do it with all of my heart, there's another law. There's something up there that begin to war and show me why you can be saved anyway. You'll be all right. Just go on. And that law overwhelmed me and pulled me under subjection. And I can't relax because when I want to do right, that law began to pull after me. So what do you do? That law is that old nature. You've got to put it to death. You don't leave it there and try to war with it all your life. You put it to death. So there won't be but one force inside you. You can't handle no two forces inside you. You won't ever be able to relax. You won't get no relaxation. I don't care how strong an individual is. That's why they have rest between rounds and quarters and halves and athletic contests. Why? I don't care what kind of condition they're in. They need some rest. There's got to be times of relaxation. 
Brother, you, the devil knows there are some people, brothers, that never get no relaxation. And that's why. That's why I decided, brother, a long time ago, that no need of me trying to strive with the will of God. If I'm going to live for God, I may well go on and get rid of all this mess and so I can relax. All these question mark things that are weighing me down and all this foolishness that's pulling me back and capturing my affection, I may well go on and deal with it so I can relax and run this race. Because you're going to find yourself getting further and further and further and further behind. And that's why you get discouraged. Say, well, I can't catch up anyway, so away with it. Almighty God. All right. Now, I just, just what do you do? Just how, uh, 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 how do you, how do you, you accomplish, uh, uh, obtain this rest? Uh, uh, what do you do with these weights? Well, number one, you've got to get an experience of rest. Will somebody pray with me? See, you can't rest unless you get an experience of rest. You hear me? All right. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn to my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest on the seventh day from all his works. Now you get it. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. What did God do? After he had finished his work, he rested. Now you get this now. God sees from his own efforts. Now you get it. The only way you are going to get rest, you are going to have to see from your own efforts, your own ideas, your own ways, amen, and let God have it. Submit it to God. Some people are still striving against the will of God and trying to accomplish it that way. You don't accomplish it your way. God is working, dealing with you with this and you're going to try to give him that to get rest. You're going to try to make a deal with God. God to give this up and you're going to try to give maybe uh, $5 more a week in your offering. God said, put this aside and you're going to make a sacrifice over start coming to an extra meeting. Brother, you're going to have to get rest God's way. There is no other way to accomplish it. You're going to see from your own efforts. See from your own labor. And enter into God's rest. That's the only means. Alright. In First Peter. Here we are. Now to the precious, weary, worn, and tattered saints of God. Listen to this, please. God help us. Brother, there's no reason why, as much as some of us that have gone through, we can't relax. All of the things we have had in life. There's no reason why you shouldn't be relaxing in the Lord. In First Peter, chapter five, verses six and seven. Armor your now. To be, now do you want rest? Are you sick of all of this weariness, all of this turmoil and strife that you're going through? Well, listen, please. Armor. Read that for me. 
Humble yourselves, therefore, quit struggling with God and let God have the last word. Just humble yourself, please, and do it God's way. This is how you rest. This is how you relax. Do it God's way. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Read. That he may exalt you in due time. God will exalt you when time comes. Read. Here we are. My God, help us. You want to relax? Amen. Listen, if I'm carrying around a 50-pound weight and the brother comes out and let me help you. If I want to relax, give it to him and go about my business. Cast it on God and go about your business. I'm going to give you some scripture. Follow me close now. Because you say, well, it's not that simple. I'm going to give you some logic here from the Word of God. Just follow me closely now. All right. Now, that's why a drowning man, the one, does not survive. You know why? He uses up all of his energy trying to stay on top. And he gets delirious and he goes under. Well, that's just what some of us are doing. Using up all that we have just trying to stay on top. Now look what Jesus recommends in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Read that for me quickly. Now follow me now. Listen what Peter said. Listen what Peter said. Now, it, now do you want? Listen. Therefore I say to you, take no thought for your life. Listen what Jesus is saying. Jesus said, listen, there is no need of all of this anxiety. Relax. That's why people can't relax today. That's why saints can't relax. Why? They are worrying about how they're going to survive. How they're going to keep this body comfortable. How they're going to prepare it to satisfaction. And as a result, it's taking away their rest. You can't rest without it. Then you get more than you ought to get. Fill your eyes. Now you can't rest with it because you can't pay for it. So there's no rest for you. When you were doing all right, you couldn't rest when you didn't have it. You were single, you were doing all right, but you couldn't rest. Your dream would act right nothing else. Now you got one, praise our God, you still can't rest. So there's no rest for you. Because the Holy Ghost can't help you. Amen. You've been in every status name uh, that's mentionable. What did Jesus say? Therefore I say unto you, not go on and think all you want to and plan it out and plot and then you won't rest. But Jesus said, take no thought, didn't he? Jesus said, if I can manage it, okay. If I can't, forget it. Read. All right. Or what you shall drink. Next for yet for your body. Come on. Come on. Some people can't enjoy service because you're worried too much about what you're going to wear this morning. I wore that last Sunday. And come and go miss the message. Come on. It's not life more than meat. And the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air. They don't sow. Neither do they reap. And they don't gather into barns. Glory to God. You, you know, I've never heard of a sparrow having an ulcer. 
Huh? Working two jobs. Oh, in fact, one job. Come on. And the Bible says you are worth much more than many of those. Are you praying with me? Some of us got a worry list. And look like you go down it every day. <laughs> and you're, you worry because sometimes because you might think you forgot one. Lord, have mercy. And you can't relax, children, and you're being beat to death. Now listen, now let me show you how foolish, according to the word of God, it is not to relax. Will someone get some help from this? I would, if someone would need some help from this, I would feel that my effort would not have been in vain. Psalms 127. Now listen what it says. Now will you please listen? Just, now just take your time through here. Psalm 127, verse 1. Read. You can get your hammer, your saw, your cedar wood, your contractors from overseas, your skilled tradesmen. Worry all you want to, but let God build it. Come on. Except the Lord build the house. All every effort that you put forth, all your staying up at night, all your borrowing money trying to solve situations. Come on. All of your effort trying to complete it are going to be in vain. I wish somebody would listen to me. You can worry, you can plan, you can connive all you please, but unless God does it, Unless it's constructed on the promises and in the will of God, all that you're doing is going to crumble in your face. Now you can look at the blueprints and worry about the structure and everything, and whether it's the right material, you can worry about all you want to, but unless God builds it, you're doing it in vain. Brother, grieve my heart that some saints to be so naive. They're borrowing, they're going, they're wearing themselves out, trying to hold things up. Find the bill. I said, Lord, have mercy. It's so sad. We're preaching you a gospel from the word of God to show you how to relax so you can go and make this journey. Give me the next verse, son. Listen to it. Listen, please. Except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it. They labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. Ex- except the Lord keep the city. The watchman waketh but in vain. Listen, you can stay up all night long. Making have two hundred dollar bill long distance calls trying to uh, govern every changing situation. You can try to piece the situation together all you please. You can watch every little move, every little grunt, every little change of temperature, whatever you want to do. You can design the situation all you please. Every twinkling of a twig. Every creaking of the door, but unless God keep a city, the watchman wicked in vain. I can try to discern spirits and preach hard message, brother, but God is the great shepherd of the sheep. God is the great keeper of the church. And I trust God I can learn that better. Here what I do. What kind of doctrine I preach? What kind of thing I try to hold, brother? I can't hold this thing together. You can't hold your situation together. You can't hold your marriage together. 
You can't hold your children together. You can't hold nothing together. You may well wake up, pray our God before you backslide and lose your soul trying. Unless God does it, it's all over. You can't make your end meet. You can't elevate your economy or your living status. You can't make your husband no better. Or your wife be sweet. Do anything you want to do. Amen. Unless God does it. You're staying awake. You're going to wear yourself out, get droopy-eyed, and go to sleep at the wrong time. So you better learn. Praise our God. I got a situation, Lord. This thing is banged down on me. I'm going to give it to you, and I'm gone. And I'm not going to let the devil follow me all the way where I'm going. Say, it's going to mess up. Why are you going to? Well, if God don't keep it, let it mess up. I'm gone. If it's worth keeping, God will keep it. And if he doesn't, then it can mess up all you want to. And when I get back, I try to clean up the mess. you live longer. You'll make heaven. You can wake up all you want to watch and peep around the corner and do all you want to do. Let me put that license number. Look like my car. And that hair look red. My hair, I mean, <laughs> say what you want to say. Keep all you want to keep. Follow cars and everything else. You mess around and run into the tree or something trying to watch me. Listen, I'm going to give it to God. I'm going to give it to the Holy Ghost. God, you got it. And, I, and I'm 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 in the snow some. Amen. I'm gonna have me a snowing contest. Amen. I'm gonna eat me a sandwich and go to bed. Praise God. Amen. You can trail them down. Praise our God and pet them and do everything. If God don't keep them, you can you, you forget them. You can buy your children new bicycles, new scooters, new cars, new motorbikes. Thank God, if God don't help them. They're not gonna be helped. Come on! I can follow the same, keep them all at 116 Rockwell. Bring them all to my house, keep putting them in the basement. But they ain't gonna live safe, they ain't gonna make them in the way. So you better live safe where you are. Because I ain't bringing my house. <laughs> One or two of you maybe sometimes. Amen! Thank God I used to feel that way. I used to have them all in my bed. My, my, put my wife in another room, having them try praying and talking all night long. That's over. <laughs> I can't keep you. I learned. I, I, thought I, could, I guess I thought I could keep you all. I can't keep you all. Thank God the Holy Ghost will keep you. I'm going to sleep. Amen. That's why I messed up now, brother. Praise God. Amen. Read, give me that again. Except the Lord build a house. I don't care what kind of material you put in it. Read. Unless the Lord keep a city. The watchman can stay awake around the clock. Thank God it's going to be, it's going to explode. It's going to be penetrated. Praise our God. So you may well cast it on God and go about your business. And try to make the next service. Amen. Because the devil is going to keep something over your head all the time. He's going to show you, well, if you don't do, uh, if you don't do this, that husband ain't going to stay with you. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to lose your soul and then he's going to leave. You wore yourself to the and got wrinkled face and gray head. Now you don't want you anyway. For worrying about him. Come on. Then you'll die from worrying he's going to get him nothing. Acts chapter 12. Praise God. Amen. Relax. Amen. You may well relax. Thank God you can't do it. You've been trying it for 35 years trying to get it straight now and you can't do it. So you may well relax. Come on. Give me verse 1. Acts chapter 12. 
Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. It pleased the people, the Jews. Come on. I'm gonna get now. Amen. I'm getting popular here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be here. Peter next. Read. These were the days of unleavened bread. When he had apprehended him, put him in prison, and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers. Listen, I mean, he made sure. I guess what I mean is that by sixteen soldiers, he made sure you don't get out. Come on. After Easter, I'm gonna let his head roll. Read. Now listen, Peter was kept in prison. All right, Peter said, look, now, y'all, will y'all pray with me? Peter said, look, now, I'm not going to play no game like a lot of them church people, Peter said, so to speak. So now I'm not going to all this testifying, all this preaching about God can keep you and you can rest in the Lord and, and God can provide and God's providence and God is omnipotent. I'm not going to preach all that and then have a fit. I'm not going to do all this testifying and walk the floor by hands up, God's able and all this. Now, I preach that. I know that I'm in the hand of hostile men. They've already killed, I see, they've already killed James. I saw that with my own eyes. And I know I'm next on the list. Well, Peter, what you going to do about it? All right, read the next verse, I'll show you. He was kept in prison. Now, the saints are praying. I give my prayer request, and I say, I believe in prayer. Come on. Unto God for him. Read. When Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, the same night Peter said, don't mess with me, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm resting. <laughs> Man, you better get your head cut off. Don't bother me. I'm, do you see me trying to sleep? Man, you finna get slaughtered. I, I, the saints are praying, I see. I say, I'm trusting the Lord. Well, g- goodbye, let me sleep. I'm relaxing. Don't, don't even bother me. Don't even announce it, probably. You cut my sleep short. Amen. Relax. Thank God. Don't allow some impending doom, a foreboding cloud, to take every sprig of joy you got. If you're not going to trust God, then go and get you some uh, antibiotics and everything else. Then go get what you want and fill yourself up with them. Wake me up, brother. My head hurting worse. What am I going to do? You keep on. I might suggest. <laughs> What you ought to do because the senior ain't got no faith anyway. Come on! What we been doing? What did I tell you been doing? What did James say do? Come on! Get before God, pray the prayer of faith and go to sleep. And get up in the morning and go to work. <laughs> hey, what well, glory to God forever. Amen! Thank God we can live relaxed in this old dark, benighted, troubled, turbulent, amen, society in which we're living. You can do it. People cutting up all around you, having fits and throwing tantrums and everything else. Come on! Nobody else can do it but you. So, so you do it for Christ's sake. Read a little more. When Herod would have brought him forth, would have. Herod don't decide that. 
I don't care what he did to the James. Herod doesn't decide that. God allowed that. If he, was just, he don't just decide all he's going to do. The devil don't just decide what all he's going to do to you. So let me tell you all something this morning. Will you all listen to me this morning? Uh, what, what, what you feeling about my husband? He's going to get me when I get home. Lord have mercy. You ought to stay home with him and done what he said. Well, I know he's going to get me because he got somebody the other day. Well, we just a moment. But you're in God's hand. Aren't you? And the king's heart is in God's hand. So what are you worrying about? My boss told me if I don't act right next week, he's going to give me 10 days off. Next time I'm gone. Amen. Thank God. You're in God's hand. Let me tell you something. The devil has deceived this wicked generation in making sinners and backsliders think they're in the driver's seat. Think they can just take a, you just like a little rabbit now because you're saved and I'm not saying I can do what I want to do. You got to take that mess. You got to put up with that mess. And I'm not going to urge you to do it. In no unreasonable mess. In no unreasonable mess. When you're trusting God, when you've done all God said, I'm not going to push into nothing else. I'm making that announcement this morning. Amen. So that when you cry on my show, you're going to cut up and all that, take advantage of somebody because they're saved. Do everything. Praise our God you're big enough to do. The Bible gives them, gives, the Bible gives them some leeway too. You know that? And don't put me in the corner. I'll read it now. That's not in my context. The Bible gives us a leeway too. Because I've taught patience and endurance in, in the past and, and I still teach it. Doesn't mean you're going to take advantage of God's people and get away with it. And not only that, I tell you what you're going to do, you're going to find yourself locking on with the Holy Ghost. Now you think you're stuck now. I'm unsaved. I can do what I want to do now. And you saved. You remember you saved. You saved now. You saved now. What? You saved. I ain't saved. You are. I can do it. You can't. I can do it. You ain't got to take it. You saved. People have let the devil deceive them in thinking that because your mates or your husband or uh, your pastors are unsaved, they can just dog you. And I'm not talking about fighting back either with you. I'm not talking about talking back. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. But I want you to know, praise God, we can get out before God and God will vindicate you and shoot us. And just another one, we already got a prayer meeting going in that behalf. And you watch it. You, I, we already started a prayer meeting in that behalf already. And you watch it. I'm going to show you the underdog is. I'm going to show you you're going to come out winning the finishing line. I want to show you the end of this thing. Hallelujah! Glory to God forever. Amen. You think because you're saved and sanctified, you don't fight back and you don't cuss and swear back, and you're taking on the chin that you're an underdog. Oh no! And the devil just about got you thinking that. I ain't no underdog, nothing. The Bible, we the head, we not the tail. Amen. Oh, Jesus, pray hit him. Oh, that God will smite you, your whitey wall. <laughs> Amen. Well, now you don't scare me. Please, I will go. I'm not going to get you, but God will get you. You better back up. Amen. I'm not the underdog. Please, I will go. 
Amen. God should never let me know that. God should never know he's going to take up for me. Amen. God let me know he's going to vindicate me. I'm pretty tough to handle now. Amen. Praise God. Amen. What did Peter say? Would have brought him forth. Two soldiers. Uh huh. Was sleeping. Thank God he was sleeping. He said, I'm not. I'm not gonna give the devil the delight and know he can disturb me. Amen. But let me tell you something. Don't you know the devil loves to see you run around like a little rat? Oh, I'll leave you. I'll walk off of you. I won't give you no money. I'll do this. Oh, thanks for telling me. I'm going to church. Oh, they get like to see you run like a little kid, a little mouse. Please, please. That they, oh, they love that. They stick their chest out. Like this one, I have you eating out of a garbage can. I have you sleeping outdoors. I take all my charge cards. Uh, if you fool around, none of them will have When God gets to you, you will have no charge cards. None of them will have no Amen. I'm preaching this gospel over here. It got too tight for the people. I guess I'm going to put him out. God, you mess with me. I'm going to put you out in hell. They're going to have both churches. <laughs> Amen. We're not done the dog. Praise our God. You can relax. You ain't got you have nothing to worry about. Nothing. All that you got to concern yourself with is living right. That's all you've got. You, hear me this morning. They'll say, I'll kill you. Not until God says so. You got to come back, God, to get to me anyway. God, the doorkeeper. And when you say, Where are you going? I'm going to get it. No, you ain't. Not today. <laughs> this ain't your day. It ain't this. No, you're not. You ain't going nowhere. And you're going to be in church shouting tonight. Amen. Thank God we're not the underdog. We can relax. Worry about how what's going to happen. Where are you going to be put out doors? Where are you going to drive the car anymore? Where you going to have a place to stay? Yeah, you have a place to stay. Well, everything need the word of God your bread and water shoe. Yeah, you have some need. Come on. Yeah, you have some need. Praise our God. You have a place to stay. Sure, you're going to have shelter. You, and you think God you'll have it when those who say you won't have it gone. You can think God you, this is a relaxed life. We don't, we don't have nothing to worry about. The word of God says you can cast all of your care on him and you can do it. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. You know how hard jobs are to get, so you're going to do what I say or you lose your job. You don't have to fret at all. You don't have to fret at all. Don't you? You learn to trust God now, children. You learn to trust God. Don't you submit to no wicked man or wicked woman to do nothing wrong, praise our God, because they say, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to do this, that, I'm going to put you out. Let them go. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You have nothing to worry about. I'm going to fire you and all that kind of stuff. Amen. Thank God. You look around, you won't have nothing to do. Amen. Praise our God. Brother, if I'd been cowed down by the devil, I'd be scared to preach this morning. Come on. All the name calling and threats and everything else. Praise our God. What do you do? What did Peter and those do? When they beat him and said, don't you preach no more in his name. You know what they did? It's all right. Because the green... Let's call a special prayer meeting. That's what Peter, Peter called them together. And said, Lord, 
Behold that threatenings. You see what they're doing to us? And they got to pray and give it to God. We're not about to be about preaching. Now we're going to relax. We're going to give it to God and we're going right on and do what God told us to do. That's it. We're not going to change nothing. We're going to give it to God and we're not going to worry about it. We're not going to be peeping out to the back door every two minutes to see who's coming. We give it to God. That's it. We're giving it to God. Lord, I got a knot ready. It's getting harder. I'm giving it to you. But don't keep holding it because it keeps swelling. Don't lose that. You give it to me. Don't keep, don't keep shaking every two minutes. Amen. If you give it to God, then you let him do the examining. You leave it alone. Relax. Pray that with God. I tell you, you can't make it otherwise. There are too many things in life to deal with. To try to mess around and mess with every one of them. And you get this. Oh, some of all, some of them think we're doing something virtuous. Oh, I've got something for the Lord. I'm trying to work out something. Well, leave somebody mess alone. Let God work some things out. You wear yourself out trying to work things out. Come on. Yeah, I got some things before the Lord. You need to put the right thing before the Lord. That's what you need to do. Put yourself before the Lord so you can get sanctified. Amen. And God burning down with all kind of situations. Praise our God. Relax. Get on down to bed with God. Give everything to God. Give your life, your future, and all that you are, all that you hope to be to God. And relax. And relax. But you got to get it with that inner struggle. You want to relax, and every time you try to relax, then the old love spirit starts pulling after you. Old mean spirit. You got to get rid of all that mess and relax. That'll wear you to death. Amen. What did Second Chronicles say? Chapter 20, verse 14. Quickly, we're coming to a conclusion. Come on with it. Second Chronicle 20, 14. Read. All right, read. Jehaziel. All right. Son of Benaniah. Come on. Jael. Mananiah. A Levite. Come on. Came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation and he said, said Hearken ye, all Judah, and ye inhabitants, and ye inhabitants Jerusalem, of Jerusalem, and thou king, thou king Jehoshaphat, thus says the, the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, be not afraid not dismayed by reason of this great multitude. Come on. Don't tell me how many is against you. Thank God you're standing by yourself. Don't tell me, praise our God, everywhere I go, they turn me down. Don't tell me nothing about that. But the odds are stacking against me. Don't you? I don't even want to hear that. Read. For the battle is not yours. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All this talk. After all, who's fighting the battle anyway? Now, if it's yours, I give it to you. And I go on by my business. But if you trust in me, then shut up. And read for you. Come on. Don't be afraid or dismayed of this great multitude. It's not yours anyway. I don't tell me how big the crowd is and how bad the story is and how terrible the sight is. It's not yours in the first place. Don't tell me how difficult the economy and all this kind of and how scared the men. It's not yours anyway. Don't tell me how the odds are stacked against you. It's not yours anyway. Read. Tomorrow go down against them. Come on. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zig. Oh, they, I'm going to tell you where they're coming. Come on. And you shall find them. I'm, I'm going to expose them. The now I'm going to give you some relaxation. I'm going to tell you just how I'm going to do it. Read. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Now listen, listen, listen. 
You don't even need to stay up praying all night long. Don't even need to wrap the green out. Try to tell about a special prayer meeting. Don't do nothing in this guy. Just, but just sit down. Uh, get, get your ringside seat. And wait for the opening bell. And get ready to shout. That's all you do. That's all that I want you to do. Don't mess with it now. You mess, you mess me up. You throw me up. Don't bother that head. Don't even pray. I don't want you to pray about this one. I, I will get all the glory this time. Don't, don't even pray. Don't, don't miss one meal. Just keep on eating. Do this one. You probably do that anyway, but wait a minute. Come on. Read. Read. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself. Shut your mouth. And quit jumping around. Come on. Stand you still. And look. And just look. You just look this time. You just get in the observation time. You just sit in the grandstand this time. And watch me. You've been piddling and paddling around with it. Now watch me. Around there taking pills on the side and everything. And slipping and taking all the kind of which Just shut up and listen. I'm going to hear you. <laughs> Come on. And see the salvation of the Lord. That's good enough, son. Relax. Get all that tension off of you. Your countenance will be different. Your sleep will be different. Your testimony will be different. Your life will be different. Praise the Lord, God. God got the job, and when you prove that you do the right thing with the money, He'll give you one. God got the card, praise our God, and you, you won't show off and be blowing the horn unnecessarily looking all off. God will give you. Come on. Yeah, man, God got it. God got it, praise our God. Hey, man, he got everything you need. Glory to God. You just sit down and shut your mouth, praise our God. Hey, man, God knows all about that mean guy. Quit that and God will kill him. God will kill him when he gets ready. Come on. Come on. Hey, man. Leave it to God. Those in sin. Quit trying to make it work. Quit. You, you, you're worn out. You're tired this morning. Your mind is tired. Your spirit is tired. Your soul is tired. Amen. And you're going to wear yourself out even more. So now, why don't you come and get what you're looking for? You know why people drink? They're trying to relax. I've got to have me a drink. You know why? They're trying to relax. Man, my trim like a leaf. They're trying to relax. It's not there. So come on, you that labor and are heavy laden, and let God give you rest. You know what the devil is driving you insane, trying to satisfy your lust, trying to satisfy your, your anger, trying to satisfy your animosity, just, just working yourself to death. And you wake up with the same old spirit every morning. You're not getting any closer to satisfaction. So now let God satisfy you. Shall we stand? Will you come? Come on. Come on. Those who all claim salvation, those who don't claim salvation, there's a rest for both of you. Amen. Let's ride this going so we can run the so we can run the race. So we can fight the battle. You can't fight no battle all bogged down. There's a war going on inside. Just go and give up to God and let God have it. Submit it to God. If it's question, leave it alone. Because you can't rest. You can't sing. Come on, you can't testify. Why? There's a there's a war inside you. Amen. There's a war going on inside you. Let, 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 let's settle the thing this morning. Amen. Many saints of God trying to run a race. Praise our God. All bogged down and miserable and never able to see any sunlight or anything else. 
people I didn't see and just running from one place to another, one city to another, one man to another, one woman to another, one drink, one hat to another, just running, just running, just ripping and running, just ripping, reading one book and another, one movie and another, just running, just about to run themselves to death. Come on! Thank God there's rest for you this morning. There's rest for your soul this morning. The old devil inside you resting got you and working you to death. Working you to death. And he's resting. He's in that resting. You're doing the work. Why don't you come on and get some relaxation? Come on and get some rest this morning. All to workers. What are we saying?